1: Hello and welcome to What Catholics Believe. Tonight we'd like to do a very short special program concerning a recent blog post written by yours truly. Uh, the the title of this blog post is "Poverty is a Choice." And Father, you've you've read this article yourself, and I'd like you for I'd like for you to comment on some of the ideas that that uh, that I that I've postulated in this article.
0: Maybe you could summarize that.
1: Sure, I was not I was, was, was going to do that. So the premise of the article is that. The, uh, the average American has borrowed their way into debt slavery. Mm-hmm. It just recently came out that the, the car debt, the total car debt in America has surpassed $1 trillion. So if you couple this mm-hmm. with the more than $1 trillion in student loan debt, uh, you multiply that by all of the credit card debt and all of the other debt, and it's mm-hmm. an undeniable fact that the average American has borrowed their way into debt slavery. And so the premise of the article is that so many Americans, due to their irresponsible uh, borrowing practices, have caused a, a, a state of things where they live paycheck to paycheck, they cannot get ahead financially due to these poor, no pun intended there, the, these poor financial decisions. And uh, it's my contention that these, these poor financial decisions are immoral. And so the premise of the article is that this poverty is a choice because these Americans are making very poor choices with their money, and I think that that is a very bad thing because it gives pretext to socialism. The government mm-hmm. sees this, this, uh, this, this state of things in our nation where the average American is living to pay, paycheck to paycheck and, and barely scraping by, and so it gives them a wonderful pretext to swoop in and try and fix the problem. And to fix the problem in their eyes means to increase their scope and size. So I think that this is a very immoral thing that Americans are being so reckless with, with their finances. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I I agree. I agree with you, Tom. If you you say that uh, the irresponsible borrowing of money Mm -hmm. and going into debt is sinful, you're right. Absolutely. And uh, the question that I would ask you is, do you think that is responsible for all of the poverty in America? No. Okay. But But somebody could misunderstand you. Sure and say that uh, poverty is a choice insofar as people choose to go into debt mm-hmm. um, because of their lack of self-discipline and whatever else they want they have to have what they want right now mm-hmm. and they will not earn the money first and buy it they want it now and then they'll deal with the consequences later mm-hmm. so this this immediate gratification this immediate demand for gratification mm-hmm. um, is what leads people to just uh, buy impulsively, mm-hmm. uh, go into debt, massive debt, certain loans, cars, credit cards, whatever else. And um, and that irresponsibility is actually comes down to a form of theft. It mm-hmm. can't be repaid, yeah. logically. And people go into poverty, and uh, they become basically slaves. Mm-hmm of uh, the financial institutions from which they borrowed the money, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, all of this uh, harkens back to the big picture. Uh, imagine I- having a federal government that cannot um, uh, raise enough revenue to finance all of its projects, mm-hmm. and so it gives itself the power to borrow money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Suppose uh, you had a federal government that has the power, by its own decision, to borrow money from banks, privately owned banks, world banks, Mm -hmm. like the Federal Reserve. And uh, so this government will gain whatever it can by taxation. But then, let's say, it runs short and has other things it wants to do in its budget, And so it goes hand-in-hand to a Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know that our United States Congress uh, voted to, uh, in the Federal Reserve System, in 1913, and there were many members of our government who denounced it as basically a a, a treason, high treason, against the nation. uh, Selling our nation into slavery. And um, so, Um, when the money isn't there through taxation or bonds in other words that gives people some control if the government says we want to go to war or we want to invest in this or we want to build this project and the people say no Mm -hmm. we're not going to fund this we're not going to give you the money to do this Mm -hmm. the government has to Ordinarily, you know, if it can't borrow and the only source of revenue is what the people are willing to give it, mm-hmm. then the, the people can say no to the government. Yep. But when the government says, well, we don't want you, you people to be able to say no to us, mm-hmm. um, so you're going to pay for this one way or the other. Yep. And if you're not going to give us some money in taxation, uh, we're simply going to borrow it and you're going to have to pay for it. Yep. And uh, it's a loan that we're going to borrow from the Federal Reserve um, that you, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren are going to pay for them. And uh, this is the way it's going to be. So we have the Federal Reserve that agrees to grant the loan, then we tell our Treasury Department, go ahead print some more money. Yeah. Well, as you take out those enormous loans and you print more money, you inflate the currency. Okay? And if you do not grow the economy at the same time, then you have inflation. Okay. And a
1: recession
0: <clears throat> and why would you bother growing the company uh, growing the economy mm-hmm. if you're irrespon if you have no responsibility for the money and you can just blow it here and there yeah. on your pet projects, especially the ones that get votes for you yeah. because you came through with you know ten billion dollars for your yeah. state's project whatever and people reward that then you know mm-hmm. there's such a gross irresponsibility, and uh, the consequences are so are so grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's long been known that uh, one the government can spend its country into socialism. Yeah. Uh, by imposing massive debt on every man, woman and child, so they have, they're have; they actually enslaved by that debt. Yeah. Uh, more and more is demanded from them in taxation to pay off even just the principal if they can. Yeah. Um, they're spending the entire country into slavery. Yeah. Now, if people grow up with that mentality, this is the example that is set for them by their politicians, and these are the ones that their parents are voting into office, the ones who do this kind of thing. We shouldn't be surprised that the populace begins to follow suit. This is the example that is set. Mm -hmm. Uh, They see this this, uh, lavish spending by government. They see this uh, flagrant... uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, spending by celebrities and and so and everybody wants to be a celebrity and live like one. Um, then the children are going to get affected with this mm-hmm. this mentality of mm-hmm. uh, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, press the button, buy it, have it delivered by drone to your door. Yeah. You know, within twenty four hours, yeah. and play with your toy until you break it or until you see another toy you want. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get tired of it, mm-hmm. and want another toy, yeah. and. This is a, it is a pathology. Mm-hmm. It's truly pathological.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're in that situation right now. Right. Um, so I agree that in so many cases it is true. Yeah. I, I know of cases where people have worked hard and illness yeah. sure. and debility have cast yeah. them into a terrible state. Yeah. Um, some catastrophic events in their lives you know, have, mm-hmm. have done terrible damage to them. And their financial situations, and they are living in poverty. Uh, one could argue, well, they should have looked forward and you know had provisions for that. But you know, it's not always that easy, sure. especially the way things are today. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as you, uh, if someone were to say all poverty is uh, the direct result of bad decisions that someone has made. Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, no, I know there are exceptions. Sure. You, you can say that as a general rule mm-hmm. um, in, in, in so many cases, even millions of cases today. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that's certainly true that there's a, a major, major aspect of people going into poverty, mm-hmm. living in poverty is because yeah. of the choices they make. Mm-hmm. We see that showing up at our door day after day, when somebody rings the bell, rings the bell, rings the bell, insists that we come to the door. And uh when they finally get someone with someone's ear, you know, um, there they are standing there with a pack of cigarettes in their pocket
1: yeah.
0: saying they don't they can't afford milk for their children.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um or whatever else they've got you know, in their pocket. Or they're
1: covered in tattoos.
0: Covered in tattoos and uh yeah, you, know, you know, gold <clears throat> rings in their noses yeah. and ears. And, um, so we see a lot of choices mm-hmm. leading to, yeah. um, uh, well, uh, poverty.
1: Mm-hmm. And Father, I think I, this is, this is a fault on my, on my part. Perhaps I should have clarified this a little better, but the, the, the goal of the title was, was just to get, to get clicks, you know, it's kind so, of a, a, a clickbait headline, I guess. But obviously I guess it was a fault on my part to assume that all the exceptions to this rule were implied, whereas I guess I should have stated them a little more clearly. But of course, like you said, there are plenty of situations where uh, poverty, the state of poverty is out of someone's control. They, they, Like you said, there could be some kind of serious illness or whatever, something might might happen. But my contention is that a lot of the time, probably most of the time, uh, it, in my experience at least, and it, this seems to me to be all across the nation, that poverty is is a result of, of poor financial decisions. And this is not some kind of uh, criticism of of the poor. I mean, we, how, how many times do we read in the Bible of how Christ speaks lovingly of the poor and says, you all, always have the poor with you, and blessed are the, the poor, and all, all of these things, and, and he constantly denounces the wealthy. But I'd like you to, to respond to this, Father, very, very quickly, if you could. It seems to me that wealth and poverty were a lot different in our Lord's Day than they are in, in our American capitalist economy, at least, where as our Lord didn't live in a capitalist economy. It seems uh, there are many times where if one worked hard, his whole entire life saved, uh, spent wisely, and all of this, that... Even still, he couldn't he couldn't get ahead just because uh, there was no kind of there was no capitalist system there where the worker is, is rewarded like there is here in America. And so it seems to me that in America today, the worker is paid what they're what they're worth. There's perhaps yes, there's some discrimination, there's some flaws with the system, but by and large, it seems that uh, capitalism here in America it it rewards the worker, and it doesn't seem to be that there, there there's very many cases where Uh, Someone works hard his whole life and is is oppressed or cannot possibly get ahead. But it it just seems that that, that wealth and poverty were so much different in our Lord's day compared to what they are now. How how would you respond to that?
0: Well, I I think there's some truth to that. I really do. Um, You know, they're the entrenched wealthy who control the property. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, no one can get ahead without their approval. No. currying their favor yeah. Yeah. that's how it was in our lord's day
1: yeah.
0: uh, our Lord um, uh, spoke of the poor and he praised those who cared for the poor okay mm-hmm. who were genuinely poor yeah. and um, our Lord never encouraged those who were poor by choice yeah. before he denounced uh, you know uh, the church and uh, God has always denounced laziness right. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the seven capital sins is, is sloth, right? Yeah. Achadia. Um, so uh, God in no way endorses slothfulness, uh, leading to poverty or anything else. But um, at the same time, uh, there were the wealthy uh, Nic- Nicodemus, yeah. uh, Joseph of right. Arimathea, who provided our Lord with uh, his tomb, with the shroud. Um, uh, you know, with, uh, they they were, and in fact, uh, Nicodemus I think even brought uh, the, the <coughs> herbs and spices to mm-hmm. at the body of our Lord. Yeah. So they used their wealth to to help him mm-hmm. and uh, to serve him, like Mary Magdalene. It is understood it's Mary Magdalene who broke the the alabaster jar of spikenard, the precious ointment. Our, you know, it was even valued by Judas, who objected as being uh, worth about three hundred denarii, yeah. or whatever he said, yeah. uh, about a, a year's wages for an ordinary working labor. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, so Mary and Martha and Lazarus were well-to-do. Uh, our Lord lamented that riches often had a hold over persons, and that he could, uh, the riches could actually prevent them from saving their souls. Mm-hmm. Our Lord did publicly lament that when the rich young man turned away from him. That was thought to be Lazarus, by the way, who later on did return, of course. Mm -hmm. But, um, um, so our Lord did not condemn wealth any more than he approved poverty. Our Lord never talked about poverty as being an an actual good thing unless it was a choice. And, when it's a choice, a free choice, to give up one's possessions for the service of God, yeah. that is a blessed thing. Yeah. That is blessed poverty. Yeah. But just being in a situation where you don't have enough to eat, and don't have any shelter, and don't have mm. enough clothing, and so on and so forth, that's a very hard life. You know? mm. Our Lord never said that that was something holy in itself. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of people who are well-to-do, who seem to be very generous and not so much attached to their belongings. In the history of the church, we've seen those who are well-to-do, who have a lot, who freely part with them, give them all away, and uh, enter the religious life or spend their lives taking care of the poor, joining them in their poverty. property. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've had plenty of examples in history, too, of people who are poor who were so attached to every single thing that they could get their hands, on very grasping, uh, that they would murder for the sake of, of getting ahead. You know? So not all wealthy people who have great possessions are grasping avaricious, greedy people. Many of them are very generous. Not all people who have very little and are very poor are very generous and uh and uh what should I say uh, detached from from worldly <laughs> goods, they can be very grasping mm-hmm. of things it's It's the virtue uh that is important here, you know not the actual possessions but um in capitalism, we do have a different situation here, and that is that um, um, people are meant to be inventive in capitalism, and by capitalism they're meant to invent new things to bring new goods and new services. Uh, fresh ideas uh, to the marketplace for the benefit of the people, yep. and whenever there 's a new invention as there was just this burst of inventiveness whenever there 's a new uh, invention, there has to be an incentive I mean how, imagine a society in which people are very inventive, but there 's absolutely no way to turn these into products that do anybody any good. Yeah. the inventions would stop <laughs> yeah, people would not waste their time yeah. you know inventing things except for themselves, maybe in their own personal use. But obviously, if you're going to have inventiveness, and people are saying, oh, gee, how can I solve this problem and make life better yeah. for everybody? Yeah. And they come up with an inventive better nose trap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, they say, well, I, I need the funding to do this, because it takes a lot of time and effort on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to find somebody who has the money that will enable me to devote my time and my effort and my talents to developing this product. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, you can't find anybody who will invest the money because they say, well, why should I give you money to, to invent a better mousetrap when nothing will ever really come of it? Yeah. And I want to use the money for other things that I have to do, you know? Yeah. Well, they have to have some incentive. Mm-hmm. And so the incentive would be just, uh, you know, they have a right to, if they're not going to have the use of their own money, but they're giving it to somebody yeah. else, uh, they have a right to some compensation for that. Right. So not all interest is necessarily usury.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: in the time of our Lord, it was the poor people who needed to borrow money because they didn't have the food they needed, yeah. the clothing, and the shelter. They needed to survive. Yeah. To charge them interest when they didn't even have enough money to begin with yeah. to, to buy, you know, that that is cruel because yeah. then you just get them into debt and take all their property. Yeah. And leave them totally impoverished. That was cruel and uh, usurious, yeah. and the church condemned it, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Or the kings. I mean, the kings needed money, too. And they would exact tribute from the states that they had conquered and from their people, you know, collecting taxes. But, you know, waging war was a major expense. Yeah. You know? And so they would turn to moneylenders. Yeah. And they would put the entire nation in debt. And the church condemned that, too. Yeah. And the moneylenders found that actually it was a very good pro- a good deal for them if they could get the king of this and the kingdom of that fighting each other, and they'd be lending the money to both, financing both sides of the war. I mean, talk about a, a meal ticket for them. This is wonderful. They had every interest in in stirring up trouble and trying to get people to go to war. Um, the church always condemned all this. This is very evil. But um, in capitalism, the the, the 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 nature of money and how the economy works is different. Uh, from the former systems, uh, because it allows people to uh, be inventive, to improve situations, to improve things, uh, like your, your automobile. Your automobile is a complex of literally thousands, thousands of individual inventions. Thousands of individual inventions had to go into that automobile. Everything from disc brakes to, uh, you know, the, the, the your brake lights and, uh, you know, your, your fuel pump, everything. Um, the seats you're sitting on and uh, the knobs you turn, everything had to be invented you know, over years. And so, um, but uh, basically, the, when people had the freedom to do that because they had the financial backing, monies they didn't have, but they had to go find and they encourage investors saying we can all benefit from this. Uh, I who bring my invention to market, you who make it possible for me to do that right? all of the people who now because what we've done and setting up factories and so on, all of it require investments Investments, investors can now produce this product that can benefit all the people and bring it within the range of their buying it now. So we can make, take all these laborers, bring our product within the scope of their salary so they can buy and they can become owners and they can start developing things of their own and their own ideas now. Mm-hmm. And this is the great genius of, of capitalism, when it is guided absolutely by the moral law. Yeah, exactly. When it is uh, cutthroat, uh, dog-eat-dog, um, it immoral, it, it, it automatically degenerates into socialism and so-called communism, yeah. um, because inevitably you're going to bring the political interests and the financial interests together. Working hand in hand, and then the people are locked yep. in this grip, icy grip, yep. and uh, that means that the country will return to poverty again. Um, so the morality is the key issue there. But I mean, I'm just basically agreeing with your point there that uh, there are some very serious issues involved here. One should not point to our Lord in order, as always, an advocate of socialism <laughs> by any means or an enemy of capitalism. Yeah. It's the question of whether his moral law is guiding this. Mm -hmm. Socialism is is intrinsically evil. Capitalism can be evil depending or not, depending Mm -hmm. on whether it follows the moral law of God or not. Whether capitalists themselves Mm -hmm. are bound by the moral law of Christ. So, um, I mean, as as far as poverty goes, again, the, the whole idea is to take private ownership away from people Mm -hmm. and to uh, Mm -hmm. transfer ownership to the public sector which is basically what socialism Socialism. is and the way they're going to do that through debt is to entice everybody to overspend so that they everyone needs the government to come to their rescue Mm -hmm. then they are all beholden to the government the government is their master and uh, they cannot live without the government taking care of them. Exactly. Uh, God forbid that should ever happen to yep. you, your children, your country, Definitely. our country.
1: Yep. Well, Father, we are out of time for tonight, but thanks for being here to d- to oh. discuss that with us. really nice Tom. Thanks. I, thanks. I, appreciate that.
0: I hope you uh, get an understanding audience in your blog.
1: Uh, I hope they, so,
0: too. <laughs> uh, that they read, but you might want to put a footnote on there somewhere. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: think about it, I'll uh, that. I remember
0: that. Did you have a big response? Yeah.
1: I did. Big okay. response. Yeah. Okay. Mostly negative. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I think, I think it's because we all know somebody that that, that doesn't apply to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we all know quite a number of people who yeah. it does apply to. Yeah. But I'm sure everybody knows somebody. Mm-hmm. A woman, a mother whose husband has abandoned the family. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many of us... Uh, don't know anyone like that, yeah. you know, and so the family is scraping by, you know, yeah. somebody has been stricken by cancer or um, heart attack, yeah. or they're debilitated, and uh, We all know somebody like that. Mm-hmm. We're all related to perhaps to somebody like that. Definitely. So in that case, if you, if you know one exception
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. People will be offended, <laughs> even though there was no offense meant. Sure,
1: you know? there was no offense meant. <laughs> But uh, for any of our viewers who would like to read that article, we'll, we'll post the link below. But it can be found on uh, my own personal website, which is TomNagleyBlogs.com. Like I said, we'll post the link below. Uh, any comments or feedback would, would be uh, appreciated and, and encouraged there.
0: And, you know, Tom, I know you to be a humble man. Thank you. And you're only interested in truth. So if some kind soul wants to write something constructive and helpful... Mm-hmm. Then I know that you would appreciate that very much. I would. Uh, you might still appreciate it if they write something not so kind and not so helpful, uh, but you might not appreciate it quite so much. <laughs> so <I> encourage people. Just keep Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can do that.
1: But thanks to all of our viewers for watching this episode, this special episode of What Catholics
0: Believe.